episode 25 of the New Balances podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and I've got a very special guest with me today. His name is Justin Trudell, uh, formerly of the Kirk Minahan Show uh, intern, and now working on his own solo project. Uh, uh, So Justin, welcome to the New Balances podcast. Thank you, Adam, for having me. Sorry, my dogs are in the background. Uh, I'm staying over at my parents' house uh, because they're going on vacation tomorrow. So I need to like be here to let them in and out. Sit, house sit. My dog's hanging out behind me on his uh, faux bearskin rug. So I get it. Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I apologize for that, but hopefully, nope. but, uh, but uh, no, it's a pleasure having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure having me on. Jesus Christ. It's a pleasure. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, um, Thank you. Uh, of course. Yeah. I, I reached out. I said, I'll come on any show. And uh, you, you know, you were, you were talking, you, you, I, you, you, before the show, you were kind of downplaying. You're 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 doing quite some good numbers there for a little uh, independent podcast that that not yeah, too many I mean, uh, that doesn't. We're you know we're just shy of uh, 1,700 downloads. We've got um, when I was looking at the download map, so you can see where people are downloading you from. Um, yep, we've got most of the continents covered. We've got people in the Middle East, Africa, Europe, Asia, Russia. South America. Nobody in Canada yet. Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but uh, we got some Australia. But uh, people. yeah, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So thanks for having me, Adam. Thank you. Um, so I guess uh, you know the style that I have here is just conversational. Um, it's not yep. uh, you know it's not going to be grilling you with questions, but obviously I've got some questions. Um, I came to know who you are. Uh, from the Kirk Minahan show. I followed uh, Kirk from listening to him on uh, WEEI here in Boston. And yep. uh, he went over to Barstool and I had no idea who you were. And then all of a sudden they started talking about interns and then you sort of became a figure and character uh, in the universe and you still remain a, a strong figure. So I guess um, just trying to figure out how did you get um, sucked into the universe uh, of Kirk Minahan. So the first thing I want to say is I'm glad you didn't know me before the uh, the Kirk Minahan show because uh, no one knew of me before the Kirk Minahan show. I was just uh, you know a, a kid who was uh, who started college a little bit late, and I was a junior at uh, Bridgewater State University, which is a local state school here in Massachusetts, and I never listened to a podcast really i i never I, I listened to like a couple here and there if there were like some you know important people that i wanted to to listen to but i, I was never like a subscriber but like a daily listener and i've always been like a follower of barstool ever since like i think the first thing i remember i don't know if you followed barstool from uh back in the day but the go Prez go thing where he had to uh he had to do like like six he had to jerk off six times, eat 12 donuts, drink 18 beers, and then walk 24 miles or something like that in one day. 
uh, I, I started following that. So, so I like, I, I had a Twitter account. It was a personal Twitter account where it's just me and my buddies, uh, you know, just shooting the shit about mostly like football and, and things of that nature. And I saw that Portnoy was going back and forth with uh, Joseph Curtitone uh, of Somerville about the whole Bruins uh, towel gate thing, whatever you want to call it. And then I somehow saw, I, I saw Portnoy did a tweet about how Minahan's an idiot, something, something. And then someone, someone commented beneath it, like, Hey, like you don't want to mess with the Minna fans. And I was like, Oh, I was like, what is, what is, what, like, what is this Minna fan? Like, I, cause I've heard of Kirk Minahan before. Um, I'm in the area. I was a big sports talk guy, but I was a 98 five guy, which was the uh, opposite. The, the, the rival of, of, of Kirk on, on WEI. So I, I checked it out. I started listening to the podcast. Uh, I, I became like a, I want to say everyday listener at that point in September. And I remember Steve saying like, Hey, first it was the prank phone call. Like, I think it was prank phone call October. And I sent in a prank phone call I did uh, to Zoe and Beetle uh, before any of this really t- took off and uh, it got played on the show. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I believe later that episode, Steve and Mike started talking about like, oh, we need interns. We need interns. And Kirk was like, yeah, sure, I guess we need interns. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Uh, so I, I decided, uh, I was like, oh, that, that's something I could, I could do. I put it on the back burner. It really wasn't something I, I thought of. But I was going to Vegas uh, that month as well. And uh, while in Vegas, me and my buddies were trying to think of something to do. And my friend was on Instagram, was like, holy shit. Uh, Brandy Love is going to be feature dancing at a, a club in Vegas. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm like, I was like, oh, well, like, I have to go because of Brandy Love's connection to, uh, to, 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 KM, to, to KMS. So I went there and uh, fun fact about strip clubs in Vegas. Um, did you know that fully nude strip clubs in Vegas don't, aren't allowed to serve alcohol? I did not know that. It's very strange. I've never because, been. Uh, I went there. But... Yeah. So I, I went there and I'm, I'm like, me, you know, me and my friends have been drinking all night and Brandy loves about to go on. And I go up to like, cause they still have a bar. And I was like, I'll just take whatever, you know, whatever the house drink is. And I'm like, Oh, I think it was called like sex with a showgirl or something like that. I was like, Oh, that sounds great. And I'm drinking it. And I'm like, this tastes like incredible. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is the, this is the best drink I've ever tasted. Cause it, it didn't burn. It didn't do anything. Uh, and then, so like I had another, but I just, I kept like slowly like losing my buzz. And then I, uh, and then I asked the, uh, waitress like what was in it and they were like oh yeah it's like fruit juice and had a bunch of different fruit juices and ice and I was like I'm paying $12 for fruit juice and ice and uh so anyway so my buddy goes and gets like a uh feature dance with Brandy Love I was like I'm not paying $200 for five minutes or, or whatever it was um she comes back out and I was like oh can I just get a picture and she was like yeah and it was a picture of me and she's like i'm like oh my god like, oh, you know kirk minahan kirk minahan she's like oh i love the mini fans because she she would always call it mini fans um so i took i took a video of me kind of being like having her take a shout out to uh, kms and i sent that to mike and i believe at the time dave cullinane was still running the instagram and he was like can you send that to dave so i sent it to dave 
And then I, then I was like, you know what, what if I try to like push this a little further and, you know, become an intern or whatever, because I, you know, I had some video production skills and shoot your shot. Yeah. So, uh, I think even in the video, I was like, she was like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, Justin, hopefully intern Justin or, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I sent that over and then I sent a couple of videos I made over to Steve and he liked it and I stayed in touch with him and it was, uh, pretty good. So then I just kind of, I think my first day was the, the vigil. So that was the, uh, the, the first, that's kind of how I got started. And, um, and then like the next week I was going to the casino with Mike, you know, to go mess with Rich, Rich Keefe and, and all those. Cause during that live WEI thing they had and, uh, yeah. And I guess, you know, the, so I, I, those, I stayed a secondary member since then. For those, uh, who, um, don't listen to Kirk Minahan or those who don't listen to any Barstool podcasts or have any idea about the Boston uh, Sports Radio Network in um, here in Boston. Uh, Kirk was a morning show uh, co-host with Jerry Callahan, um, mm-hmm. and he was summarily fired by WEI. And uh, you know he did his own thing for a hot second before signing with Barstool, and ever since then WEI has tanked. So. Kirk's side mission on not just putting out a podcast, but it's also to make sure that WEEI continues to fail. And he doesn't have to do much because their content sucks right now. And I, I, they're I, I think losing the, by tens of points in yeah. ratings. It's ridiculous. I don't think his, I could see, because I don't think, I don't think Kirk's attacks on EEI have much to do with them failing. I think they'd be failing anyway. I think Absolutely. he likes to remind them that they're failing. He likes to be there to kind of have like, oh, we're going to call in and just remind people all day that, uh, you know, EEI is in, in the tank. Or Dale Arnold's last day, you know, let's have uh, the Minifans blow up the phone lines because they can. Uh, so I think it's more of like Kirk likes to be there to remind them of how stupid that mistake was because truthfully, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything Kirk could do to speed up the fall of EEI because it's just, it's, it's, it it's already plummeting. He did that. Yeah. It's, and it's plummeting at, at a crazy rate right now. So I was uh, one of the two phone calls that got through on Dale's last day before they stopped taking. Really? Calls. Oh, that was you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Binder, binder clip. Nice. Dale's binder clip was my uh, alter uh, Twitter. Account okay. And, um, great. I, what a, what a great, what a great, um, photo <laughs> that was huh it was it was a it was phenomenal um so in getting sort of back to uh that what was it like uh working uh day to day as an intern because i assume that uh, while you were at bridgewater you were probably studying um some sort of media or communications uh field i was not actually oh, okay. i was studying uh business management uh no, I hadn't even thought of about communications or podcasts or anything like this until I, I kind of uh, started with the Kirk show. So uh, being an intern was, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a blast. I mean, I, I can't, can't say enough good things about it. It was uh, involved. It was very, like, I didn't know if Mike was going to text me and say, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to go to David Ortiz's house uh, tomorrow. Are you in? 
or something like that. It was kind of like, it wasn't, wasn't too, too busy, especially in the early parts. It was just kind of like, Hey, you know, get together these clips for the YouTube or, or do this or do that. Um, it was very, especially under Steve, Steve, Steve was great at like telling you what he wanted to be done. Um, you had good expectations with Steve and you knew what you had to accomplish. Yeah. Cause Steve would just be like, Hey, can you get this done? Can you, can you find these clips for Colin? Can you find, you know, this sound? And, and I would kind of, I really wouldn't kind of do things on my own too, too much. Um, because I felt like that wasn't my place. And, uh, a couple of times I did, I got, I got shit on and it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely a great experience. And I mean, that's, I wouldn't change the past two years for anything. Now I assume that your, um, you know, for the amount of shit that you did take from all sides of whether it be Kirk, Steve, Dave, whomever uh in the universe mm-hmm. even the fans themselves you probably uh have taken on a bit of a persona like aldo rain uh you know i've been chewed out before i can i can handle being chewed out um because there have been a few blunders and i feel like since you talked about you went to school for business management i would have to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ask i have to ask out of um you know transparency about the twenty nine thousand dollar blunder uh, for Saco. Uh, yeah. So believe it or not in the business classes I took, they never said, uh, <laughs> just, just completely fucking throw away, uh, 30 grand worth of, worth of product for, for, for your company and your boss. Uh, no. So, so that, I mean, that was, I, I, I know they did like a blame pie and everything like that, but I was, I talked to the Dustin guy on the phone plenty of times uh, I mentioned to him because he did not want to do Madawaska at first, but I mentioned to him about how we had other things and that how he, like he would be the first, I would give him like the right of refusal if he came through with us for Madawaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. So I mentioned Sako to him. I, I, I told him, uh, apparently I wasn't specific enough or, or I should have had this written down. I should have, uh, that it would be people purchasing food. It would not be people, it would not be him catering the event for, you know, 1,200, 1,000 people or however many people showed up to the Saco 3. Um, and then I was going through some really dark times uh, the weeks leading up to Saco, not because of the show or not because of Saco or anything like that. I was hearing voices. I needed to change medication. Uh, I struggle with mental health. Uh, like I've, I've, I've struggled with mental health since I was 16. Um, so this isn't anything new, but I, I really needed to take a step back and just kind of focus on that for a, a month or two or however long I, I, I needed to change medications. Um, so I did that. And then I get a text from Kirk after Sako that said, like, uh, do you think, uh, what was it? It was like, did you know the caterer was supposed to cost was going to cost $30,000? And I was like, Oh no. Uh, but I mean, Dustin kind of had, had the show by the balls. I mean, he, he, he had that confirmed text from Dave. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, and, and like, I should have, I should have had something down. Right. It was a complete, it was a complete failure on my part. And uh, one of these days, once I, you know, once the Justin show takes off and goes to the moon, I will be paying back that $29,000 in, uh, in one way or another. So don't yeah. you worry about that. 
but yeah, no, it was a complete, yeah, yeah. It was a complete failure on my part. Um, Yeah. So So that's, that's all there is to say about that. Talking about, uh, you know, mental health. And I feel like it's something Mm -hmm. that is becoming uh, more mainstream. More people are uh, having an understanding about it and um, are taking it more seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioning your struggles with mental health and hearing voices and recognizing that you had to change uh, medications or what have you and just take a step back, I think is commendable to a know yourself well Mm -hmm. enough to do that. But um, uh, talk a little bit, if you uh, would, about the process of um, how it was uh, working in a corporate structure uh, that you were, because I assume that you were paid sort of like a hourly or per diem uh, sort of rate. And I don't know if you were ever correct. never were you weren't officially a barstool employee or anything i had um, no i, I think i think I, I think it was officially a barstool i don't know exactly what the the role might have been i think it was, i think kirk said like associate producer um but i had like a barstool email and everything like that i still have access to it i just don't use it anymore because i feel like that's kind of not right uh if, if, I, if I was given out uh an email like it was trudell at barstoolsports.com and if i still use that people would assume that i was with barstool sports and i am not okay uh, so uh no but I, I i guess i guess you could say like I, I i really never felt like the corporate structure i think kms is so much different than it's so like even working else. even working like at barstool in new york uh like i know absolutely no one on the uh corporate side like i worked with a couple people uh for merch or something something of that nature or you know for putting on live shows um but i no one i could like there's no one i could like walk in there and be like hey and they'd be like oh hey that's justin maybe josh would recognize me um um but other than that um yeah i really wouldn't consider it like a corporate corporate structure but but kirk was great when it comes to mental health and everything like that he checked in every now and then uh, he made sure when I told him at first, I was like, hey, uh, I've been hearing voices telling me to kill myself and, and, and things like that. I don't want this to happen. Uh, he texted me and was like, hey, just uh, I'm fucking this up. But he was like, hey, like, uh, do you have like a doctor that you go to? And I was like, yes, yes. He just wanted to make sure I wasn't just uh, handling it. going to be like, or... yeah, yeah, that I that I was in the right hands. So. Uh, Kirk's the best when it comes to to everything like that more than you know the average bear he gets yeah and I think that it's it's awesome that you had some sort of guidance from him or just checking in uh, because he's gone through it himself he's been very public uh, and remains to be a very strong public advocate for uh, mental health awareness and um, helping people get to where they need to be and take time off if they need to take time off uh you know, when Mike had his stuff with, uh, uh, mm-hmm. with needing his time off and you, it was just all handled quite gracefully, I think. Yep. Um, so then um, backing up just a little bit, going back to the Kirk Minahan show, um, what would you like categorize as like your most favorite uh, uh, memory of working there and your least favorite sort of memory working there? Um, my, le- my, let's start with my least favorite. So my least favorite was probably, 
it was probably the second VFW show where uh, where I started walking off and walking all in the wrong directions because I, I just blacked out. Um, and yeah, that was that was that was an ideal. That was great. Uh, it's like it like pains me to even like try to think about it now. Um, it, it's funny just the way the mind works about things. It's like my, like I start, I try to like think about it or talk about it. My mind's like, oh, that just brings you nothing but like bad memories. So maybe you don't think about that. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably say that would probably be my, I guess, least favorite or like least doing, like, I, like, I don't know how to describe, like a favorite is a, is a strange way of putting that. Um, Most and then my, memory. <laughs> yes, 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 mind. yes. Um, and like obviously the twenty nine thousand thing was uh thank I say thankfully but thankfully I wasn't in studio at that time so I, I really dodged a bullet there which is which is messed up to say because I, I probably should have you know faced the bullet there um, but I didn't because I was I was out and Kirk respected that and uh, I appreciate him doing that but uh, he should have never didn't have to do that going you know. Um, and my favorite memory, God, it would probably have to be, I really enjoyed Madawaska one, uh, like driving down up there with Mike in the blizzard. I think that was crazy. I think the whole, you know, Mike and the Minifans on Friday and then the whole ice fishing thing Saturday. And then that was just like the most draining, most fun weekend, uh, I've like ever had. It was, it was a blast. Um, one of my biggest, uh, not biggest, but one of the regrets that I have for uh, where I work now, I work for the Catholic Church. And um, uh, so I have to work on Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Yep. So I'm up at like 5.15, oh, so 5.30. So you, you're telling me you couldn't make it all the way to the tippy top northernmost part of Maine for a Saturday I could not show? Get, I could not get to the tippy top part of Maine for a Saturday <laughs> In the middle of a show, blizzard? In the middle of a blizzard. Um, um, I will say, I, I will say, uh, if you have any, if you have to anyone, like if you have any chance to go to any Kirk Minahan show event, they're always a blast. Kirk, Kirk does an incredible job with, with everything. Um, I know it, it's, it's, it's wild that he, he does them like <laughs> the next one's going to be in Mississippi and whatnot, but, uh, I'm sure that's going to be an absolute hoot and holler. Yeah. I mean, especially down South. So I, um, Part of my background, I was studying to be a Catholic priest for 10 years, um, mm-hmm. and I was uh, assigned to New Orleans, Louisiana for two years. So the Mississippi area where uh, they're going is not too, too far uh, from yep. where we were, maybe an hour or two hours, maybe. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the South is a different animal, and it's a great, great atmosphere. Uh, so it's Sadly, I'll be missing out on it because I've got a newborn uh, here at home. And uh, oh, congratulations! That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so we'll be hanging out uh, here and we'll probably be listening to it if they release it on the feed. Um, but yeah, definitely the live shows. I've gone up uh, to the Saco shows. Uh, first time I went with a buddy of mine, Bill Leach. Uh, we went to high school together. And then the second one, I went up with my uh, buddy, Jeff, both of whom are uh, listeners of the show. And mm-hmm. uh, just, I love the universe. Like, oh, it's great. Universe, the Minifan uh, with 
every all the different personalities there's there's a section for everybody if you're the betters if you're the weed smokers if you're uh the casual fan like everybody is welcome and the there's just a plethora of idiots to go around uh to to listen to kirk and um it's just a, a great atmosphere. And I encourage anybody who hasn't listened to the Kirkman Hand Show, he's got a style about him that I've never heard in um, a podcast or a radio thing. And I think that's one of the things that is so appealing about him. That he cuts through all the bullshit and just gets to the heart of any issue. Um, you know, and he attacks it for everything with everything that he has with all of his brain power. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, a tremendous thing to sit back and listen to and see how it works now. Yeah, it's the, being, it's the greatest show. It's the greatest show on earth. It, it's no, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Now, explain for us, um, the lay people, what it's like being in the studio with Kirk and watching how all that unfolds uh i mean it it's i know that's a it was very question but uh, yeah it was it, it was very i don't know i mean he, he does a, he did a good job of like when i was you know nervous as shit when i was there by myself like the first time of of, of kind of like easing me into it not like not making me feel comfortable i mean he, he can he can make like a dummy like me or you know, a trash can sound interesting. Um, he, it really is the Kirk Minahan show. He doesn't need a second. He doesn't need, I, I know Mike's the best at what he does, but he truly is like that sidekick. And uh, Mike by himself, like Kirk by himself is just inc- like, he, he's the best at what he does. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he can make you feel very comfortable when he wants it. But when he wants to make you feel uncomfortable, he can turn that on in, in a switch, and it makes for incredible radio, incredible podcasting. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's the man. Yeah, I agree with that hundred um, percent. So, where uh, you talked earlier about uh, being, you know, associate producer, and when you had to be uh, in the booth by yourself, just trying to figure stuff out, how did you get into knowing how to produce? Uh, this sort of stuff because you went to school for business management not uh, media like learning all the instruments and how to how to do things like I assume you're self-taught to some extent or yeah for the, for the most part I'm, I'm like I've always been able to make like little videos things like that on Adobe uh, Premiere and things things of that nature or you know I was semi-fluent in Adobe Audition but uh, but but Steve was great at like showing me how to do everything, and it's it's very it, it's set up. The studio is set up to be idiot proof when it comes to producing. Like I'm sure, like getting it set up to begin with, in with with all the microphones and the levels and everything. But you really just have to go in there, flick a button, uh, and then you know move the file from one to another, and then just drop it into uh in, into Barstool's backend to get it up so it's not very difficult steve did an incredible job of uh of, of getting everything set up so anyone could really go in there and, and be able to produce nice i mean steve obviously was a genius in getting all of that uh set up um you know one of the things that i i hated the most about steve was his you know 
I don't give a fuck attitude about the Minute fans, but to a certain extent, <laughs> as a yeah. producer, he he has to have that sort of uh, mentality because he yep. has to serve Kirk uh, and not the people. And you know, I see Dave more serving the people more than serving Kirk. So it's like we're getting uh, the Yang to Steve's Yin. They're just complete polar opposites on how things go. And uh, uh, what? What's it like for you being uh, an intern with working for the two different uh, producers? And I mean, they both have their strengths and weaknesses, obviously, but uh, on like day to day communication wise, like how how did that work for you? And uh, did you have a preference on who you worked for? Uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I love, I love working for both of them for both Dave and, and for Steve. Cause just, you gotta remember while I was working for Dave and while I was working for Steve, I was really working for Kirk. Like if, if Kirk, whatever Kirk said was, you know, the final rule of law, it, uh, it, even if, even if Dave or, or Steve told me to do something or, or something in that area, uh, whatever Kirk said was final, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're both very different. Um, I've said this before, I think, I think uh, Steve is a little bit more like uh, anal about things. Just kind of like, just, just he, Steve would rather like do it himself. Not that like Dave, Dave would rather do it himself as well. But, uh, but there were, there were both joys to work with. And honestly, I'd flip a coin if I had to, if I had to pick between the two. Okay. And um, all right. So graduating from there, you're not, uh, an intern uh, per se of the show anymore and you're sort of uh, you know starting your own solo career the Justin uh, show baby talk to me about it what what is the Justin show I've seen you put out a couple episodes um, I started listening to some but uh, with my work schedule and having a new baby at home I haven't been able to listen to anything completely through yet so I forgive me for not being that well yeah. prepared to talk about it yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so it's me and Matt from Rhode Island just kind of talking and, you know, going over the week's events. It, we're, we're kind of hitting on things that I really hadn't had a chance to hit on uh, while I was a part of other things like video games or Star Wars or or, or things going on in, in pop culture. But uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll hit on, you know, some some movie that comes out that I wanted to talk about or Obviously, there was the whole Chris Plummer incident where, uh, you know, I still I, don't I went understand off on... what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. He, he just, yeah, I don't know. He, he, I think he was a little bit too high on his horse. And uh, I, I wasn't, you know, putting up with it. Uh, but it, sure yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be putting out some like YouTube videos on like some some old viners and TikTokers that that have kind of disappeared or where are they now sort of things. Uh, I'm still just trying to find my, my footing because it, it's hard to, to kind of go out there and do something on your own. Um, that's why I credit Mike with doing such a great job with the Blind Mike Project because he really does not have, doesn't have a stranglehold, but like he understands that his uh, audience or like his passion is for comedy but it's not necessarily for doing comedy like obviously he has a comedy podcast and it's very funny but it's not stand-up comedy but i think that's why like i think he really found like it kind of took uh 
uh, you know, 10, 11 months for him to figure out like, oh, this why are you laughing thing is really for him, like the dissection of comedy. And, uh, and that's what I'm trying to figure out now. It's like where, what does, what does Justin, what, what should the Justin show be about? And I'm still trying to, you know, figure that out week by week. So I have a couple ideas in the uh, locked and loaded, but we'll see. We'll see. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's just something to kind of, to keep me busy and, and just to. I think it takes, uh, to, you know, a good amount of not just mental energy, but it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to just say, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to do something and see, you know, what sticks and what doesn't stick. And, you know, just putting yourself out there is. Um, well, yeah. Cause originally I was supposed to do it with my friend, Mark, and it was supposed to be called like, uh, does this sound bad to you or something like that. Uh, and then he dropped out uh, for reasons and not reasons uh, <laughs> who want to go go that way but and then I was like well I can't just keep pushing it off and pushing it off until I come up with like Eureka like oh this is a great idea that you know that I, I feel like I can dive into whether it be video games or Star Wars so I was like you know might as well just start it now and uh, eventually I'll find my footing and it will be it will, it will get like really good which which we're starting to find our footing and it's, it's going to get, like I said, 2023, by 2023, the Justin show is going to be huge. So it's going to be huge. You'll be, uh, you'll be, but don't worry, Adam, I'll, I'll still be able to, to, to come on new balances whenever you'd like, even when I'm, when It'll I have three, three and a half, to have you. even when I have a three and a half million followers and, you know, I'm dating Kendall Jenner or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, uh, a, we'll be ecstatic to still have you, uh, of course talk to us at that at that point in time um but b i don't know if you want to date kendall jenner she's been on the yeah um, yeah well and then uh you know when you had uh messaged me earlier in the day like you don't have a strong religious footing um or anything uh like this podcast is not you know objectively yeah. uh religious in nature i mean it's got strong religious undertones because of who i am and of course, uh, what an important part it plays uh, in my life. But I wanted this to be more about people encountering those difficulties that they have in life, uh, mm-hmm. whatever the struggle might be, and how they overcame it despite the the hurdles that they have to use uh, to get over, and just continue uh, to thrive. And I think that you know your struggles with mental health and um, you know life in general um, just throwing you, you know, shit sandwich after shit sandwich and you still, you know, rolling with the punches. I've, I've, made, a, I've, I've made a, I've made a couple of shit sandwiches for myself as well. I mean, <laughs> life has certainly, you know, thrown me a couple here and there, but you know, I've picked some off the ground. I thought, Oh, this looks like a hamburger. And, uh, <laughs> and it was so. a bad sloppy Joe. Uh, yeah. You know, and then uh, talking a little bit about the comedy, this is just going to be a little flex on my end. Uh, one of the uh, churchgoers that I have in um, my sphere, uh, because it, it stretches into the comedy realm, is mm-hmm. a guy by the name of Lenny Clark. Uh, yes. I see him every week. Uh, we text here and there. Uh, and he, at some point, will be a guest on this podcast. Um so you tell Mike that he's, he's very funny. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. When, when you, when you said that, I was like, 
I was like, yeah, I was like, obviously I, I would have come on no matter what, but, uh, but I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Lenny Clark's here. He's, he, I, I would say, is he, cause he, he's like a very Boston based comedian. I don't, but he's obviously not like the biggest Boston comedian. Cause obviously you consider like Joe Rogan or Bill Burr or something like that. But I want to say he's, he's like, he's, he's probably the biggest. Guys. He's the one who laid the foundation yes, for those guys. Exactly. Exist. Yes. He's, he's, he's very funny. He's very funny. There's a there's a show on I think it's Amazon Prime about Boston comedy, and it's like him and his brother, uh, like shot in the '90s or early 2000s, and they're in some sort of uh, kitchen or living room or something, and they're talking about the heyday and when all the guys would come there and they would, you know, shuttle between yep. club to club and going down to Providence and uh, doing multiple shows and everything else. But uh, you know, he is he's a great guy. Uh, and I definitely think, you know, he's, I, I call, I would say he's probably like, you know, the godfather of Boston for, uh, for comedy. He's when you think of, when see, because when you think of like Joe Rogan or even Bill Burr, you don't think like that's a bot, like he doesn't, like they don't in like encapsulate what Boston is, but Lenny Clark very is much like a, when you think of like Boston comedy, you know, he's your guy. Yeah. Um, as far as the, uh, the socials go um, where can people find the Justin show and where can they find you on uh, social media uh, if you look up the Justin show wherever you listen to podcasts Apple uh, Apple podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google podcasts uh, or on YouTube if you look up the Justin show on YouTube it's a big beautiful picture of me my head is a death star I saw the- it's a uh, the album art that you had on uh, your Twitter page. And I thought that looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I I might steal that image and use it for the promotion for, uh, for you here. Of course. Yeah, go for it. But, um, but yeah, no. uh, And then on YouTube, I'll be posting some videos of of some things once I kind of find a footing and and get things going. Uh, so just the Justin show on YouTube to subscribe and I uh, appreciate everyone. And then on Twitter, I'm at Trudell T R U D E L L underscore DM. All right. Um, any sort of uh, last thoughts? Uh, you want to share no, it with was, people? No, it was a, uh, it was a, thanks for having me on Adam. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, keep it going. Uh, I bet next time I'm on, you'll be closing in on, 3,000 listeners. I hope so. I think, I think, I think it's, it's, it's only going to keep, keep rolling. Just, just, it's, uh, if you enjoy it, the, the downloads are on the icing on the cake. So there you go. Words to live by. But, uh, awesome. All right, Justin. Oh, thank you, my so friend. Much. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. I'll talk to you.